Are you ever wrong? New phone, who dis? And a hack for almost all New Year's resolutions. All this and more on today's Brilliant Observation. So, when I say there's a hack for all New Year's resolutions... What'd you call me? What I really mean is, I made one, and I found a way around it. (laughs) So, so call me, and I'm sure I can help you not be the best you can be. (laughs) Or at least pretend to be the best you can be. Hence, hack. Hey, Amy. Well, first, hey, Amy, let's catch up. How are you? I am all right, or potato. So today, this yeah. actual very day, yeah. is Polly's birthday. Is it what? really? Yes, we've already had our requested birthday breakfast. What was that? He wished for bagels. I had procured at great difficulty and expense stuffed, freshly made Gruyere and prosciutto croissant so that when you heat them up, they're all crispy and gooey and it's like a little ham burst of fantasticness, right? And all this other stuff and little baby tea cakes and all this stuff. And he's like, I like everything egg bagel with some cream cheese. And he doesn't talk like that at all. But when you're rejecting the best food and in, you know, for alternate food, which is also extraordinary. Can you go back to what you got and tell me how you would heat it? (laughs) Oh my God. Well, I get that. First of all, it's not even worth trying to make them yourself. Although you could, you can buy croissant dough just flat un- ready already made don't make it yourself you'll fail just but you can buy the dough in sheets and then stuff it with what you like and keep that in the freezer or you can buy these things ready make or buy them from the bakery when they're made properly and you get them from the bakery well you get them from the bakery because you have e who's the bakery hookup don't don't ever eat a croissant that comes from a bakery just as it is turn your oven to 400 degrees yeah. put the croissant in there for four to six minutes yeah and then it's a regular fresh out of the bakery oven croissant. Oh. Everything recrisps. You lose a little bit of the butter, but everything goes. What we did, we did that with Stuart went to Morton's a few weeks ago. Oh, and when God. he comes, when we go to Morton's, we don't even eat steak, which is the whole purpose because they what? have those onion loaves at the beginning of the meal oh, that's right. <laughs> that come out so perfect. So we have like 11 of those. <laughs> and we're like, can we get the meat to go? Our dogs would love it. Something Uh, is wrong. I know, but bread is like the mothership to me. I feel like I've come home. I feel like it's just, dear bread, I love you. (laughs) Uh, Go ahead, Ginger, put that on a shirt for me. With bread. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ginger said she was going to make a shirt that says, look here, like you said, to my chest. So Ginger, go ahead, put that on a shirt. Dear bread, I love you. Let's commit. Kisses. Kisses and dough. All right. So he chose bagels and cream cheese. For breakfast. Did everybody else get to reap the benefits of your planning? Yeah, always. Always. We had the tea cakes were there because he doesn't desire, he doesn't really like cake. So, and I think, what are they called? Like petit four, you know, the little tiny little nonsense is cake bites, I think is what we now call them in Merca. When you so, put them on a stick. Yeah. yeah. So, so rather than go to all the trouble of making the whole thing with the Swiss meringue and all the burka burka you know, I was like, if you don't really like a cake, honey, there is no there is no birthday law that requires you to have a cake. Is he aware of ice cream cake? Is he aware he, of that? He is. A, he is. And he will say, that's great. I'm telling you, he wants French macaron. That's all he wants. 
So, and then we had this lengthy, pick out all the flavors that you want. Tell me what you want. And so then the last word was. Nutella and almond and pistachio. I think pistachio pistachio. is my favorite. The the pistachios are so good. Now, and you of course prefer them to have a little dusting of of chopped pistache on the outside. You know, my son has those too. He can bring those home too. (sighs) French bakery, man. It's a French bakery. Oh my God. Well, I said. Is it now what makes this the most special that mommy makes them for you or that you get to eat them? And he's like, that I get to eat them. And I said, done and done again. So we went to four different bakeries looking for lemon because everybody in town is that's what he wanted. And everyone was sold out of lemon. So I'm sitting here thinking I got to make some lemon fucking macaron now. But at now and we have like two and a half dozen macaron for people who are not going to. I mean, I'll eat two. We're not going to eat two and a half dozen. And so I sort of looked at him and I was like, and I'm, I'm going to make you some lemon. He's like, we've got a lot here. So I love this child for so many reasons. So I won't be making them. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're just going to consume what we have. And then he likes lamb. So we have to have lamb chops and palmsana and all the rest of the stuff. And do you ha- have you shopped for that already? Is that already in fridge? Everything except the potato. I got everything that Paulie wants for his meal. Got it all. hundred percent. Except... Daddy busts in and says, well, I mean, if we're having lamb, we have to have, he likes this very, it's basically like a potato. It's like a gratin without cheese. So it just turns into like a potato fabuloso, very, very thin sliced potatoes. And the only thing holding them together is butter. You bake them so that it's so no cheese crunchy on top. And a faux gratin? It's, it's, it's uh palm, P-O-M-M-E-S. You don't say the S, but I always do because I'm dumb. So we say palmzana. And it's pomdana, I think it is. And it's just thinly, thinly, thinly sliced uh, potatoes, like the the diameter of a potato chip, but not fried. And you layer them one on top of the other, directly on top of the other, like you're making a potato stack. Okay. And coat and coat them with melted butter, and then bake them until they meld and reform into an absolutely somehow thinly sliced yet fully formed butter potato. And then on the top, oh all of it becomes like a crunchy, yeah. delicious, toasted yeah. mass of yeah. fabulousness. And so you slice it like a like a pie and put it on the plate and then you lay on the ground and just rub your stomach with happiness. This is what it is. Okay. I think I just came. Wait, let's go back for a second. Wait, wait. So you take it out, you slice it, and then... Mm-hmm. You eat it. You don't put like um, sour cream on it. You don't put like you could. We you're gilding the lily. We've done. You know, perhaps you don't know how much butter is in this actual dish. It's more butter than potato to ratio. So we've tried it, and it's salt, pepper, butter, potato, happiness. That's it. So we've tried it with cheese in between. Fantastic, different thing. We've tried it with slivered little tiny bits of onion throughout. Fantastic, different thing. Tried it with garlic throughout. Fantastic, different thing. I'm telling you, it's kind of like buttered popcorn is, is popcorn, is corn, heat, and butter. And it works. This is what this is. This is, you don't, any ingredients you add to it changes it, but doesn't necessarily improve it. So it's spectacular i'm calculating the distance and time for me to get to your house just for this potato dish make it for you so this was not even requested by birthday boy this one we've made it every which away i we typically you end up with a yukon gold because you feel like they're going to be so much better but i would choose probably continue to go eh, i do like the yukon gold it has a buttery flavor to it innately yeah but russets are, are where this was born because you've got a big old sort of that it, it holds up starchy it's got the, yes it's got it holds up it holds up well that's amazing i did not know it was his birthday happy happy birthday how old 
He's 12. That's rude. It is rude. And he's the last one in the long line of not leaving the royal family's succession to the throne. They're all still here. None of mine are going to Canada. Jerks. That's rude. Um, Somebody said that they were moving to L.A. because she still desires to be famous and work. And uh, dear listener, we're discussing Prince Harry and his American bride (laughs) and their son, Archie. And how they are leaving Archie and how they are leaving the royal family. Well, as somebody who comes from a royal family, I will tell you, you can't leave the royal family. You can choose not to partake in family events. Why can't I quit you? (laughs) Because you can't. Because you can't. Genetics tells you you can't. A a massacre in your house makes you the king. (laughs) So that tells you you've been chosen by God. Come on now. This is this is beyond you. I don't believe in that. And everybody knows. Everybody knows. You ain't never gonna get that job. So just shut up, go in the back, do nothing, smile a couple times a year, and you're done. Don't you think that's part of it that he's never gonna get that job? Not that he I I think he wants it, but because he's never gonna be king. Why do I have to continue to participate in your dog and pony show if it doesn't bear fruit? If I'm never going to sit up there on that throne of nothingness and just do ceremonial things, why do I need to make this beautiful family I've made dance for you when in reality we could have far more rewarding lives outside of this kingdom. Meanwhile, Canada, isn't that still in the kingdom? Didn't we have this whole why with the royal family last year? I think we podcasted about it. Well, and I know nothing about it. So, of course, I'm going to talk about it at length as if I do. Zero information. That's my my favorite. My suspicion is that, as you said, she, Megan, is interested in having her own life and her own identity in addition to astride her duties as this marital interloper. She's not born into this business, so she already has a different mentality. But I think the two of them together are principled in a way that they wish to reject some of the trappings of what makes the royal mystique, persona, raison d'être. Where's your mother? They wish to (laughs) redefine it in a way that I believe and perceive with no backing or evidence to this, that they think they're advancing what it means to be royal because they're creating a new path, a new channel that is relatable, that is not a, that is sustainable, that is less about consumption and more about service, is less about formality and trapping and expense and more about connecting with the people for whom they are meant to be the ideal representatives of. I mean, I feel like they think they're doing the right thing and I also feel like they fucked it up. Seriously. I think that uh, what I saw in the supermarket, which is where I get all my information, an article leaked about them talking about this with the royal, with the with the important people in the royal family, and Harry flipped out and without telling anybody, got in front of it instead of doing the royal thing, which is to deny, 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 circle the wagons, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet for three and a half years, and then say, well, here's our plan. Instead of just calming down when somebody leaked the idea of what he was doing. He's a redhead. Go ahead. He, he <laughs> flew to Canada with the baby. Do you know what I mean? It's like he, and so then everybody was like, what the fuck are you doing? Nazi wearing Halloween costume jackass. Get back in the, you know, stop it. So they had plans to have some long walk to figure out how they're going to do things. But I don't know. I'm, I, 
am only interested in the royal family and, and the trappings of it in so much as I see it as a parallel to what we're doing in American society today. There was a construct for how our country works, and it has been changing and evolving in ways that make people really, really rankle. And I, I feel like we're living through that now in the way that the Brits have been living through this for the past two generations of rule. So I kind of watch with wonder. I don't know. I don't know where I fall on all that stuff. Well, the royal family is just ceremonial. They're just people pay to keep them in that. They don't really, I mean, they have to nod at bills and things that come by, but they don't really have power in a way that's paradigm changing for their country anymore. It doesn't really... But they can. Look at Prince Charles, right? No, I will not look at Prince Charles. That's a good tip. That's a good point. I am so sorry. I draw the line at looking at Prince Charles. Fair enough. (laughs) Now, what were you saying about the trees in the backyard? I had 35 trees removed from the backyard. 35 Austrian pines that were either sick, dying, or dead. How big is your fucking estate? How do you have 35 Austrian pines? In the- I've seen it. It sounds like the hills are alive with the sound of dead Austrian pines. <laughs> Picture your Christmas tree and now put it 80 feet in the air on a huge tree pole on a trunk. And they're sick. They're dying. All these limbs were coming off. My dogs the were eating them. I can't handle it anymore. Oh, my God. I'm shut dead. your face. So... 35. So I have these two poodles who are good dogs. You say, come, they come. You say, hey. Right. So then I have this crackhead Bernadoodle <laughs> who I'm I'm like, come on, everybody come inside. And two of them come running in. And the other one's like, fuck you. I'm digging in this tree chip hole that was created. 35 holes back here. I'm never coming in again. They and didn't, she, oh, because it's just a sawdust because they derooted them as well. They, the, yeah, the, um, Yes, the stump. Did you find any dead bodies in there? I'm the sorry, stump humper gross. came and cleaned out all those. No, I mean they just—I don't know. She might. She might bring me a femur. <laughs> she might. No. She might bring me a femur. I have no idea what she's going to find. But <laughs> they took out thirty-five trees, and now it's just cleared backyard, so I can see where the dogs go, and I can see where that bitch is digging. I, I mean, I've—I have two dogs who listen, and then this one crackhead. I'm thinking of putting a beeping collar around her neck. What good's what, that going to do? Well, you know, it's. You know, I had that dog that had the electric collar, but I never used the electric. <laughs> boogie, boogie, yeah. boogie. I used the beep and it freaked him out. So he stopped doing whatever he's doing. So I'm hoping that a beep will stop her from just wildly digging. It's like that book holes in my backyard. <laughs> She's just digging and digging. I'm like, there is no, there's no prize that you're looking Aww. for. Stop. There's a femur. There's a femur. There's a femur. I know there's a femur. There's a femur. There's a femur. She's, She's, Wildly dig, and then she comes in, and the only she's a black and white dog. The only parts that are white are like her face, a little stripe on her chest. It's actually like a lightning bolt. It's so cute, and her front paws. When she comes in, she's all black because <laughs> she is covered in so mud. Dirty from it's, she's so gross. She's so gross. And then she looks at you like, "I love you so much," and her upper lip goes up and gets stuck on her teeth, so she's smiling, staring at you. It's, <laughs> it's so sweet. But I gotta I hate tell her. you, well, she's I gotta bigger. tell you, at that pole party. They had a fluffer doodle. I don't. I had to ask what kind it was, but I, I'm not really reliable. I, I think it remember. was a poodle. You sent me a picture. I took she a looked... photo, so I don't know. I think it's a no. I think it, they said it's a labradoodle. They did say it's a labradoodle. It's a very big dog and and very flowfully. Like the whole like it would go and then turn its head and it would the hair would take a moment to catch up with the head. There's Aww. a lot of hair on these dogs, and it doesn't fall off, which is yeah, great. That's the best part. 
So, but here's something that I just wanted to share with you. I don't think I've had the chance to tell you about this before. So the dog was fantastic and I love the dog and it has some Polish name that I'm not, I don't even care. So I was just like, hello, Gretzky. So that we were doing this whole thing and then I was scratching the dog's face and then the dog was going, you know, putting the putting the face, the face, the eye in the palm and the palm. Leaning in. Yeah. And I'm like, there's something in there. And then I was like, oh, there's a little, there's a little nugget. There's a little nugget in the, in the fur around the eyelids. I found an eye boogie. Yes! An eye boogie! Daddy, I'm a virgin it, eye boogie remover. I gotta uh, tell you. I gotta tell you. It you was liked it. fantastic. You liked it. I loved it. I did the other eye too. It uh, was so good. It's really And here's why it's good. Well, here's why it's good. Here's why it's good. Here's why it's good. Because part of it is kind of like you're picking somebody else's nose, which really is as gross as that sounds. But you get your hands on the little thing. And it's kind of like finding a tick. So you're like, because it's stuck in the hair. But without hair the blood, on these dogs. But no. without the blood sucking horrible And no pain. Parts. And no pain. And the dog is looking like, you're like, yeah, take it, take it off, take it off. Yeah, 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 yeah. So your hands are on there and you're going, <sighs> and you're pulling it, you're pulling it <laughs> off the hair. And there's just a little bit of resistance. And then it goes, and it's off. And then you can get rid of it, of course. I'm, I'm not interested in anything beyond that. Once it's done, I'm out. But... It was like, ooh, I, I want to do that And the dog again. is grateful and rubs yes. into you and is happy and yeah, it's good stuff. It's and they stand stuff. there and even while it's happening, they stand there sort of vibrating like, I don't like it and I love it also at the same time. I think she's going to get it. Because it's not, because there's hair there, that kind of ties and tightens at their face. So to loosen it up and be free of a of an eye boogie captor, you you freed her. I'm a liberator. You That's are. who I am. And I don't know what this is like because I'll, all of our dogs don't have that level of facial hair. Right. So, so it doesn't, nothing gets matted or, right. bump, or bumpified. They just get what the equivalent of like some mucus schnats. So, no. so to wipe that out, you're just basically, you know, it's extra eye juice that is maybe coagulated. That's, that really doesn't have the same level of allure joy, to me. Joy, joy. There's joy yes. in it. Yes. So the balled up eye schmatz was just fantastic. So John, if you're listening, ha ha ha. That's <laughs> this, right. This you, lovely baby, poodle mix. I was an eye book virgin and now I'm a pro. You're all in. I'm telling you, you got it. You just got to do it. Once you go eye boogie, you never go back. Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you? It's the best. Thank you for joining my team. Hey, dear listener, my uh, new phone who dis. It turns out that our dear friend Amy got a new phone. Who, me? And Who, who me? Who? I say who? I say when. Yeah, so she got a new phone, which truly, I guess, makes life fun and interesting for her. But it also makes it fun and interesting for everybody with whom she is in contact. What did I do? What did I do? You asked good questions. So no. <laughs> I guess you went out last night and you had a wonderful time. Well, I did. I, I, I sure. My favorite part of Amy going out last night. No, my second favorite part ah, of Amy ah. going out last night was the fact that she was served homemade lemon and honey vodka. It was so good. How, how does it get better than lemon honey vodka? And it was the best thing. It was the best drink. It was so good. It was better than some foods. It was so good. More potato. Lem- vodka <laughs> is <laughs> it's just potato, potato, potato. <sighs> Dear potato, I love you. Marry me. So slightly um, lubricated 
in well it is it is part of their culture to they serve it in these little tiny tiny glasses smaller than a shot glass so they frequently will serve you these little glasses because they're very small and I was there a while and there were a lot of glasses so there was I really I really was participating in the culture so I'm gonna it's say po- it. it's Polish culture um, and the pictures of the meats and the foods did not appeal to me I thought oh that's that's interesting but <clears throat> the lemon honey vodka really would have made all of it go down nice like that oh that to me was the dream so. here's what I well here's what I love that I didn't even communicate because I probably communicated very poorly through most of the night through my telephonic antics but I will tell you this they have different names for the for the toasts for not the toasts for the drinks and by this it's hard to describe it you'll you'll be three quarters of the way through some you know, you'll come to a lull in the conversation and they'll say, then it's time for the lull in the conversation drink. And it's like a, and it's an actual thing. It's not like the dude's just making it up. Then there is the, if it is, you're ready to leave, but you don't want to say goodbye, then there's that drink. Then there's welcome to the table drink. Like, and they all have names. So it's, it's not as if you're just, somebody said, oh, it's 630. That's our 630 drink. You know, it's like that thing, the, the thing in Sweden where everybody, you wear the comfortable stuff and it's the hugga, you know, all this crap and, they have names for different time. You, it's gotten to be 10 minutes. Let's call it. Let's name this drink. You only name things that are important to you. I had no idea how drunk the Polish people are. Really, I didn't. It's a big deal. They drink a lot. They drink well, a lot. It's very similar to the Russians. And yes, vodka plays a very serious role. Um, you sent me some videos. Oh, oh. A, a oh, series oh. of videos. That didn't all come in order. (laughs) Uh, There is a lot going on. But a a couple of questions I have for you from the new phone who dis. Oh, no. Our typical way of communicating is through an app called Marco Polo. It's fucking delightful. There are little clips, little videos you send back and forth at your leisure. You watch, you reply. It's adorable. Well, I guess that's not set up on new phone. No, the kids call it Snapchat for old people. So Yay. you like you record your little thing. Yeah, and so I have I have new phone and the application is there, but all of our history is not there and it's oh, not no. as if yeah, and it's not as if I can't well maybe as Brian likes to say obvious things. Did you log in? And I'm like, "Well, of course I did because otherwise I wouldn't see all these contact people. Maybe I didn't actually log in." Oh. <laughs> I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> Of course I did. No, I don't know. Maybe. Let me let me defend myself with another lie. Talk so you. I don't I don't know. But it's also, you know, do you know this person? Hey, do you know that person? Yeah. Let me let, let me help you get started. Do you know this person? I'm already started. I better log in, but don't tell my husband I didn't log in. So I may need to I may need to re up it and restart. And uh, you know, just pro tip, that's probably a good move for me to have a restart in polo because I got a lot of shit out there that probably shouldn't be out there. <laughs> Let's podcast about it. So uh, a couple of things were said uh-oh. that I I'm intrigued. I'd like to I'd like to discuss with you. At one point, <laughs> there was a smelly child in the back of the car. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah. So smelly child was described by saying. You make sour cream and onion dip, and then you let it sit for four days, and then you add herring. That's what he smelled like. Amy, honey, start with herring. <laughs> it was there was. Why would you work herring. so hard to get to herring? If herring was, is involved at all, your kid reeked. 
I don't, it, you don't even, it's so bad. It's so bad. I mentioned that today is the day of his celebratory trip around the sun. He is so stanky. The hormones have become involved in his, in his armpits. And they do this, this French onion dance so that everywhere he can just walk past you. And that's somehow enough activity to blow his pits out all the way through the shirt and the coat and the surrounding big pen three feet radius around him. It's awful. It stinks. It's, there's a, there's a distinct moment in a little boy's in a young man's life. It's like a light when switch. He goes, when he goes from being, I can run around and play for several hours and come in and I smell kind of like sweet. the sweet dirt of the earth. Yeah. yeah. And now when he run, runs around and plays for four minutes, he comes in and he smells like the undercarriage of a mule. It's horrifying. Started, it is the stinkiest shit. It, it is like a light switch. Something happens. The hormones get released. We know exactly what happens, but it's upsetting as a parent Start with herring is what I'm saying. You take us right there. We viscerally (laughs) feel it, smell it. We're all in on herring. I don't know, man. I encountered my first herring ever and I didn't eat it at that party last night. And there were two kinds. It was herring two ways. It's too much. That's too many ways. Still still stanky. Still very, very stanky. Yikes. What up, salty fish? The other comment you made was when middle child offered to go get you water seeing the state in which you were relaxing. He's a jerk. (laughs) And he went to give you your husband's water, and you said, no, I don't want that. I want it in a thin-walled glass. Well, that's true. (laughs) Is that what I said, actually? (laughs) No, I don't want his. I need a thin-walled glass. I don't want to be putting that thick glass in my mouth. Well, I don't like it. Fetch me. That's exactly what you said. I don't like it. Fetch me a thin walled glass. Well, I mean, come on. Let's be fair. No. That's, let's it's be better. honest no. instead of fair. Let's be it's honest. It's better. It's better. We have all of those, you know the kind, where you put the logo of some, it's a stitched embroidered patch that's somehow sandwiched in between weird plastic, and then there's the dumb plastic lid, and you walk around, and it keeps cold or hot, or whatever those idiot, well, they're not Bowdoin, because those are at least nice. What are these dumb plastic ones called? You Turvis! To, Turvis! You have to they're open Turvis. your mouth in such a way to put your whole face over it's it. A, it's a fucking Turvis tumbler everywhere you go. And we have tiny Turvis and large Turvis and mid-range Turvis and Turvis, Turvis, Turvis. I don't want a fucking Turvis. I don't need to be like slurping from a mixing bowl thickness on the edge of the glass. So I have glasses that are proper glasses for regular humans. And these assholes, every time they pick them up, they're like, I feel like I'm going to break it. I'm like, you're not that strong, jackass. Holding a glass is not going to cause you to crush it in your burly fingers. So I, yes, I prefer a thin walled glass, a proper glass. A thin walled glass. So then middle child says to you, you're just going to break it. <laughs> oh, he's such a dick. Did he really? And you I don't turned to him and said, I well, let me tell you, you texted this to me. It's in your text chain on your new phone. <laughs> I'll look. And you said, I am not. And he walked away to get it. And you looked right at me and you said, I'm probably going to break it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dear listener, if you get the opportunity at a <laughs> convention, retreat, a, I don't know, Polish dinner night out or D-sharp weekend to spend any time with Amy and some lemon honey vodka, 
highly recommend. Oh, I'm super. You don't think I'm super making it. It makes limoncello feel really sad. It is super. Limoncello is my favorite. It makes it feel really fucking sad. I've already got the recipe. I got it down. I know how to do it. I'm going to actually try it before I post the recipe because I received the recipe after I've had probably an entire vessel full of lemon honey vodka. So I'll follow up on that before I post Can it. Can I ask but you, is the recipe from potato or from kettle one? It's it's actually from green. It's he he said. Will you start with a bathtub full of potatoes? And I looked at him like I, like I was going. I looked at him like I was going. Uh huh. And then he laughed riotously, and he's like, "We're not that Polish." So then he he's they start with it's not grain Everclear, which I guess is I guess is grain. So he's like, "You start with Everclear," and I was thinking to myself, "Well, what if you started with proper vodka? What, what if you okay. start with kettle one? Yeah, that's why I'm my start. happy vodka." So, yeah. Well, and I also have heard from years past, and I've never done it for two reasons. One, because, geez, Lord, and number two, because I don't own a Brita. But I'm told if you buy shaky vodka and run it through a Brita water filter with every pass, you are increasing the grade of vodka. So you can go from like off to kettle one in four passes of a Brita. Really? If you're curious. I've been told that. But I mean, if I'm going to, I'll just pay the 20 bucks. And get the get the proper drink. Ain't nobody got time for that. Is that your theory? Well, and I feel like you're also gonna. You surely you're taking something out other than the impurities. You're probably taking out taste, joy. So, yeah. Anyway, just pro tip for you. Thin walled glass. I'm gonna. Po- I will certainly post a picture of the thin walled glass because it, you'll see the difference and why you would choose it. I don't know why anyone else would drink out of those horrifying dumb dumb glasses. Yes. You saw me before in days of yore where I got into my car and spilled coffee all over myself because I refused to use the Tervis because it was too thick for it. Because we use them for travel coffee. You, they're hot. You can handle hot stuff. So hot stuff. I won't do it. So I put my coffee in a solo cup because I'm an idiot. And I got in the car. Oh, yeah, put, yeah. That was dumb. And I put I put the solo cup in the yeah, car holder. And it went. <laughs> got all over everybody, which just happened to be me. That. I was very angry. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a dumb person. That's, that's what I am. Okay, Amy, you just yes. admitted I'm a dumb person, which is both not true and dumb in itself. So I want to know, are you ever wrong? <laughs> is this a real question? It is because it can't be real for me. Go ahead. Because, you know, my answer is, am I ever right? I'm wrong about everything all the time. That's my that's on my business card. Amy, Amy Fugazi, always wrong. That's right. <laughs> Don't <there>. ask me. <laughs> <laughs> so why? So why are you compelled to to follow this line of discussion? Tell me. Tell me. Because, dear. well, first of all, I'm raising teenagers who are never wrong. And and I feel like they make me double down. So when I was of a certain age, I figured out, I mean, when I was younger, I was always right, right? You couldn't tell me anything. I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. I came to this point where I realized I didn't die <laughs> when I said things like, really, comma, I didn't know that. And... Wow, I never would have guessed that. Or is that right? Leading phrases that allow somebody else to teach me something, or even if I know they're wrong and they're just one of those know-it-all people who have to... What is the point of arguing with a know-it-all? There really isn't one. And that's definitely something I've, I've come to terms with 
as I've aged, I don't like this podcast. It's just talking about me being old and you in a thinly walled glass. So, <laughs> so I, I did befriend a know-it-all. And when she would tell me everything, this is what, the way this is, when I knew some of those things were not true, do I want to sit here and argue with you? Or do I want to say, wow, really? I would love to read that article. Where did you see that? Or, <laughs> or I did not know that. And then I would go home and I would Google the shit out of it. Right. And I would be like, I was fucking right. And then, I don't know, two weeks later, make a comment that makes me right and say, oh my God, you know what? I totally just read this article. You should read it. I think you've landed on the on the point here. It's not right or wrong. It's when you find that person, and we all have one. God help you if you have more than one. We all have that person who exists to be correct, even when incorrect, even when sort of you know they can start to sniff that they're incorrect. They're going to triple down so hard, stabbing themselves in the liver going, I can survive a stabbing attack. Look, watch it. <laughs> you know, it's like you can It's just can't. my liver. I could do it. It's just my liver. Yeah. It's like, I'll show you, you know, in the dun, 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 dun. Why are you doing this? Why? There, we all have that person. And then we become the inverse person to them, which is, I love it when other people are right, I think that's great. And I don't really care when I'm wrong because I'm wrong a lot. I would rather be corrected so that I'm not wrong the next time. Hey, hey. So there's no, there's no stress except for that person. Then it becomes this gleeful, glorious fight to the death to prove them wrong when otherwise I could give a flying rip Teach of the me. pants. Teach me. I would yes. love to learn something No, new. it's like, I will spend extra hours to put you in your incorrected place. Here's my opinion. Tell me how more facts can help shape my opinion. Don't tell me I'm fucking wrong, okay? Tell me how more facts can shape my opinion in a more solid, informed way, and I'm all in. But when you are raising teenagers who can never be wrong or never be missing a skill set that they have no familiarity how 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 do you not kill them for example my son just got his driver's license oh god help us when did this happen friday thursday friday thursday what the, friday what the- Okay. Look, I can't stop, talk to you because you hang up stop. on me. <laughs> why, why is this not the first thing that you say? You got to spend all your time talking about how stupid I am. I think, <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert, I think they know. I think that's old, well-known, well-trodden news area. Let's, <laughs> Ethan gets his license. So now go. Yeah. So, so when we're driving, I've been driving over 30 years. He's been driving over 30 minutes. But if I make a comment like, <laughs> hey, you need to, I know, mom, I know what I'm doing. I know, mom, I know what I'm doing. Actually, you've never had this experience uh. before. What on earth makes you say, I know, mom, I know what I'm doing. It, like my whole head splits in half and my brain melts from inside and smoke comes out. Like I just, why can't you just use those phrases? Okay, let me try that or I did not know that, or thank you, or next time I'll know better, or I mean, I don't even need you to say thank you. Just say, okay. Or let's come up with a code word called right. rhinoceros tits. Like, I got it. Or That's, or, a, that's a good one. I've got rhinoceros tits. <laughs> why, why can't we have a code 
Why can't you realize that you're doing something brand new? I mean, if I, okay, if I wanted a tutorial on TikTok, do you think I would sit next to my daughter and say, I know what I'm doing. It's not, stop it. I, stop. I can do this or I'm right. Do you think I would do that? Or do you think I would say, how do you set up the time drag so that I can re-record? Like, why? Why? When? Okay, maybe the question is when. When does it come where you don't know fucking everything? Because we've discussed there are adults who are this way. What? What? What event needs to happen? Like a huge car accident? I should have listened to my mom. I do hydroplane when the road is wet for the first half hour. Like, wh- what? Maybe I should have left an extra car distance on the wet road or checked my mirror to see who was going to ram me in the ass when I hit the brake. Ma- what? When? Why? How? Pick any of those questions and answer two of them. Well, I don't mean to be helpful. So... <laughs> So it's it's difficult for me to chime if in. If ever a truer comment was made, I do not understand or do not know it. I, I don't mean to be helpful or anything, but but here's a here's a suggestion. Yes, you could you could invert it. You could, as we always have to fucking do as the parent, do triple the work for these little assholes instead of them learning how to behave. You could model the behavior and flip it. So instead of waiting for him to have some kind of decent reaction, you could preempt the reaction by saying, I've got, I've got a tip for this situation. I've got advice for this time. You, here's something you need to know. And then let him opt in as opposed to beginning and having him figure out how to gracefully opt out. Because what I've learned with Rocky, he, first of all, he's got a whole slew of conditions that make it kind of tricky to communicate with him from time to time. So we've learned our shorthand is when he's moving along and trying to get something done, he's so up in it, he sort of needs to keep going. And when he gets pulled out of it, he doesn't hear anything that I'm saying. All he, all he hears is disruption, interruption, and criticism. And it's so hard to actually, get back into he it too. For and the, the, yeah, and then he's lost. So it's it's sort of like, thanks for knocking me off the balance beam. I was in the middle of doing the flip, and now I've broken my neck. Like, that's sort of where he gets his, and we're not even gymnasts, so I don't know where that fucking thing I don't know, but from. it worked. It worked. So my point to you is maybe there's something that you could do, or have it, or in a non, non-driving moment, say, look, there's a couple pieces to this puzzle. First, you a jackass, I'm not. Next, I have the information that you need. Thirdly, I need to give it to you so that we don't ruin this $80 billion car that you are so fucking lucky to be able to drive. So how are we going to do this? I can say when I see that you need something told to you, I can say something needs to be, you know, rhinoceros tits, or I can just bust into it. And if you can't do it at the moment, say, give me five or whatever I need to, you know, say dingle dickin, whatever the thing is that why is everything about the genitals? I don't know. I like it, though. I don't know. I don't know. And I also have a feeling that this kid, I, God, I don't, I don't want to say the truth. You got to stand in your truth. You just got to stand in your truth. I got a feeling, Jesus, I got a feeling this kid's a good driver already. I really do. <laughs> I told you it would be loaded. I do. I don't think, I, do. I don't think you're right. Without any evidence, I do. I think he needs I, a I lot more believe. experience. And sure, I don't think I'm you're sure great at sex sure the first time you have it. I think. I was. I think. I am. I think with, I, say <laughs> I think with each partner, you get better and better because you figure it out. You communicate. Yeah, but you still don't have to start like you weird my dick at. I mean, you can start somewhere pretty good and get better. 
Yeah. I don't have a dick. But, I don't have a dick. But your first Not time, today. it's pretty clunky. It's this way, that way, this way, that way. Are you sure? This way, that way. No, I'll go this way. You go that way. <laughs> <laughs> like there, there's a learning Rules curve. Of the road. Yes. There's a learning curve with everything. Why do you think you know everything? That's a different thing, though. That's a different thing. He does think he knows everything. And he, he super doesn't. That's 100% true. But the driving, I mean, he might know a bit. He might know how about. from from playing video games where you explode and you respawn. There's no, no respawning once you explode on the road. This is it. This is you are being given a a machine that kills people. That's right. Quickly. That, yes, that that kills many people often, quickly, all of those things. Right. I I don't want to give it to you until you understand the seriousness right. of this situation. And you saying I got it, I know makes me want to grab you by the throat. You don't know, or yeah. you would be more in awe, or you would be more humble, and I, I can't, I can't, I just, so yesterday, he says, I, I actually, he was working on a project, and I looked down at his feet, and I said, do I still need to tell you when to clip your toenails? Is this still something that I need to, as a parent, tell you to do, or is this something you think you can muster on your own? And he said... I kind of want to get a pedicure. Oh, wow. And I said, I'll bet you do. I mean, well, okay. And then he said, can I go in the car to go get a pedicure? <gasps> that I now am licensed to drive? Yeah. The answer is hell to the no. I said, well, yes. You have to say yes. I How said, yes. Say no to this? Well, is anybody I love other than you in the car? No. Okay. So here's your chance to go get experience driving by yourself without me going crazy. I mean, were there times where I've slowly backed into a spot where my tires touch the curb and I'm like, okay, that's the end of my car. Or like he needs to learn. This is his car. This is his time. So I released him into the world to go get a pedicure yesterday. Then he comes in a little bit later because I am still in some significant back pain. So I'm laying down and he says, can I go pick up my friend? No. I mean... Uh, I said, is that legal? Like, what are the laws? Are you like, yeah, I can drive with one person in the car. Is that, is that true? Is that, that's what I said. Is that true? But again, I didn't say, no, you can't. I said, well, let's is say, that true? Well, let's say we're, well, we're in different states and I can tell you the, the rules and restrictions in the state where we live, which is not your state. So they may be vastly different. Here, within the first six months of receiving your unrestricted, it's, it's technically right. a restricted license because you're a new driver. We have, we, it's called getting your nines. You're only allowed to drive between, um, you can't drive, it's like at, from nine to nine, that's it. You can't drive after, but it's somehow I think 5 a.m. works in there too. Anyways, get your nines off. You cannot be on the road after 9 p.m., period, for any reason. And you are only allowed to have, I think it is one other passenger in the car, but you're not allowed to have any phone of any kind. You can't answer the phone. Doesn't matter if it's hands free. You're not allowed. Like that's just total. It cannot be even on. Which is that's ridiculous because right. a lot of times they're practical. using it for, na- not- for navigation. I thought you were going to say but for I Netflix, do- and I'm like, wait, 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 what? They are. They are. <laughs> wait, wait, what? So anyway, so that's sort of a thing. But when when it was the learner's permit, there was some family restriction. You can only drive with a licensed driver, and then, or maybe it's after the license is had, you can only have. Yeah, that you can only have one other person and or you could have more than one person if it's a direct sibling. So I'm like, great. So you could take your family out, but not the strangers. Anyway, there's all sorts of still 
my, my, where I was going with this, I've totally forgotten. And it's a shame because I had something super good to layer onto this idea of driving around with the license. So I let him go. He picked up his friend, more driving experience. They both got pedicures together, which I thought was adorable. That's really funny. Isn't that cute? So your first solo driving experience was to pick up my buddy and go get a pedicure. Well, it's like the the middle one in our house took some friends and buddies out and they went to go see little women. What's with all these evolved little teen bros have, doing the, have you doing seen the it? thing? I haven't. I suck ass so bad because I, I, I think I'd like it. You would. I took Mallory to see it. The boys went fishing last weekend and oh. uh, I took Mallory for fun meals and we saw a couple of movies and and it was it was delightful, actually. I had a, a woman sitting next to me. I had two women sitting next to me. One of them had some challenges. Her challenge, of all the challenges you could have, like of somebody sitting next to you, because you know you're in a reserved reclining seat of joy. Yeah. And this woman next to me found it necessary to sing all the background music, matching pitch to all the background music. <laughs> so Mallory's enjoying a delightful movie next to me. And I've got next to me on my side what (laughs) in the what i mean part of of all the things like she wasn't screaming at the screen there was no weird but she was singing as like you know the music (laughs) the music rises at a at a climax was she did she have was she on the spectrum somewhere she was was just an engaged just an engaged viewer no she had some her mother brought her there. Because I'm, I'm trying to understand how irritated to be. If this is somebody who has any kind of condition. She definitely had their... several conditions. Okay. She had All a right. cocktail. Well, mm-hmm. And as it got higher and it rose, she got louder. And Oh, my God. And I, I thought, good for you going out to the movies and sitting <laughs> next to me. Shit balls and firecrackers. Yeah, I just thought, what if it was like... Rise of Skywalker that we were watching. Like, oh my God! What no. would you have been doing if it wasn't like so? I, I mean, and when they left, I said, "Have a great weekend. Enjoy your day. Whatever." It was, it was amusing and You're and a good sweet, person. and it was whatever. It was Little Women. Um, but yes, we saw that too, and that was super cute. Did I tell you on our last podcast that I made a New Year's resolution? You did. Why? Well, what are you? <laughs> what am I resolving? Well, before we dive into that, I want to tell you about uh, New Year's resolutions because we talk about Larry David quite a bit. Mm. You know, Larry David. Oh, I saw right. his resolutions. I love him. Yes, his New Year's resolution is one that I'm going to take to heart, and you're gonna you're gonna silently appreciate why his New Year's resolution is pee before you go. Just just pee before you go. Just make the make the effort. Take the time. What do you what do you got to lose? Wherever you are, pee or before you, you go. Are. Yes, just go and take two trips. That's the other one. Why do you have to do it in one? Take two trips. I so I will I will not do either one of these and I will continue to cause myself pain. I should listen to you, Larry, but I won't do it. I already do that since we have little, had had little kids. I always say pee before you go. So that's always been the I really don't want public bathrooms to small children, so I always do the pee before you go. Although there have been times where I've been waiting at school and been like, did I pee before I go? As I sit in the parking lot waiting for the kids to come out, I'm like, I don't think I did. But what are yours? I have one right now. I'm a work in progress. I've never hidden that from you. My mind, my ba- my body, my mind, they're all failing me of, of recent. And 
my body, you know, the whole back pain. I had an MRI this week and the MRI tells me that it is disc five. It's a L five S one. I have a herniated fiasco that shoots. Bulger, a bulging disc. I have a bulger that, that runs my ass and leg and numbness and irradiating pain and, and I've got those. Everything but joy. So, mm. so I got on Dr. Google and Dr. Google told me this can heal itself given time and, and whatever, but therapies can help and you shouldn't really need to seek help unless you can go a few months with, you know, resting and not. So I, I did seek help and I'm going to start physical therapy and I'm going to see if that could do it. I really don't want shots and I absolutely don't want surgery. So... I'm going to ride this out, friends. Come with me on this journey of heal thyself. Is the physical therapy going to include things like, you have no idea, or does it include things like traction, which would be the first thing I would tell you, which is they grab one end of you and the other end of you and go, this is going to hurt a little bit. And they stretch you out like you're stuck between those two tractor trailers and the hitcher. Kidding. They do actually, it's just they put a little more space in between gently. And when they, when they give you just that little bit of a pull to have a little bit of space, it relieves the pressure Does on that, that one bulging area. Out of that, that... No, it's just the part of the reason the bulge is so painful is because it has grown too large for the space it's in. So traction is the act of putting just a little bit more space in between the vertebrae so that you can have a moment's breath. So we have dear friends um, who are yoga addicts. And they said, well, we could fix this. You just need to do yoga. You need to stretch. You need to lengthen. You need to everything you just said. And I said, that sounds great. But what I need to do is not be in pain first because then I the can't. Other, then you, the immediate thing that you should do is, is get some weed. That's number one. I found a whole bunch of weed in the cabinet. I couldn't believe it. What cabinet? So, well, I don't have, I've never, ever bought weed and I've never, so I don't even know. But I think I've said this before. A friend at the end of a sort of a weird birthday party moment, I had helped her unexpectedly and she passed me a whole giant vial of prescription weed pills. So, and I thought I gave them away. Come to find out they're up in the cabinet in the kitchen. So, in the kitchen, it's a mess. Well, I have a box of partially used prescriptions. Don't yell at me. No, I just don't know why you don't bring them to our gatherings. I keep them up on a high, high shelf, sealed in an unlabeled container, stuck behind something that no one will ever touch, like unsweetened cocoa powder. Oh, yeah. Nobody's touching that. You know, it's like sadness dust. Like, I put them all the way, so nobody... And we were rooting around for something. We needed some... Somebody needed something, and I was like, I think... I think I have that in the secret area. So I went and got it down and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm telling you that I, it's one of these prescription bottles. I didn't even know they made them that big. It's the size of your closed fist. It's like, it looks like an animal prescription bottle. It's like a weed. So get you some hallucinogens or something. Some of them, Wayakasa. What are the mushrooms that make you crazy? Viascos. What are they? Are you talking about ayahuasca? Hi- That's the one. That's those. I do that I- all the time. Ayahuasca? I'm the expert. That's me. Ayahuasca? I have those. Yeah. No. No. Put a triangle on your head and sit Buddha style. You're going to really I'm going to try to strengthen and grow and do all of those things, starting with physical therapy because <laughs> they will start me at things that won't hurt. So I will do those things. And then I think, I told you last time I'm going to try yoga. But okay, yeah. that's body. Now mind, which I feel I'm losing every day, Right. I used oh, that's a, that's an agree. That's an agree. Yes. I used to 
I used to be a voracious. That's why we're reader. friends. Don't be concerned. That's why we're friends. I used to you be. You used to be. Yeah. Well, I've, you still are. You've been. You secretly are no longer who you were. I used to be a voracious reader, and right. And because of the do five things at once kind of mentality that I've I've taken up, basically, um, Netflix and things in the background while I do. Yeah, so I'm reading a lot less, and I feel that's why I'm losing my mind. So I made a resolution to read X number of books. I, I didn't want to put a number on it because I'm only going to disappoint myself, and I I want to read more, right? So yes. I'm like, all right. I, somebody posts, oh, I read this great book. Oh, I read this great book. I'm going on a trip. I need a book. Book, 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 book. So I look at some of the things there writing about. And I thought, all right, I'd love to read Why the Crawdaddies Sing or some some, some book that everybody right, said right, was right, fantastic. Right. So what do I do? Right. I go on Amazon. I'm like, all right, I'm going to read a book. I'm back. Hey, books. I'm, I'm coming back. Turns out by the end of this rabbit hole that I enter, I've purchased it on Audible. <laughs> Well, that's good. No, why no, that's not good. You need, I need to read. I don't need to be read to. I need to read. Oh, contraire, titlets. When you listen to the stuff on Audible, yeah. it's still going, if it's unabridged, it's still going into the brain in the same way. You're still visualizing and processing the information in the same way. Don't make your squinchy face. I don't get some know of that ac- that's get true. Get some of them academic teachers on here because they're going to be, ooh, 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 ooh. Dear they're going to tell us that that's true. Dear listener, I understand that reading less I mean, I do read like the New York Times and I do read political things because I'm a junkie. But is it true that you need to use your eye-brain connection or can my phone or car read to me why the crawdaddies fuck? Oh, I don't know that I would. Dear listener, I need you to chime in. And, and let me be clear. Prior to right now, this very minute, when we said, dear listener, we were truly speaking to the abyss. This was very much a masturbatory activity. But it seems, due to Amy's hypervigilance on social media, we are growing an audience. If you are listening, you are no longer alone. You are in a community, a community that could be reached and... I don't know, rallied at Brill Ob's Pod groupies <laughs> on Facebook. B R I L L O B S P O D. Brill Ob's Pod space groupies. We got to change the name of that shit. We got to figure out what to call these people because there are, there's more than one of them, which I'm just so hard. You guys, to hear. you guys. What are we going to call people again, who listen to this? You're reinforcing my trash talking, which I don't know that that's the right tack to take with me, but. <laughs> I so appreciate the growth of this community. Amy was trash talked by Jess Kupferman. Oh yeah, grow your podcast. And she said, <laughs> "Fuck you, bitch, I'm on it." And right. and she's doing it. She's taking names. She's gathering groups. I love well, it. it. Well, here's the. There's so many interesting things about this. What is re, I, we do used to do gratefuls, right? I am legit, and I think you'll agree with me. Legit grateful that I have the opportunity to hear from 
people. This is not, it is, it is fantastic to know that we're putting something out there because we want to share it with other people. If we didn't, we'd be talking to each other in a private forum. We're doing this. Which we're not we allowed to, to share. do anymore because Amy hangs up on me. I can't do it. Yeah. So, so we are doing this for a reason because we do want to share it with others. And so that's great to know that that's having some success and working. Thank you. That makes me grateful. What really gets me going is the opportunity for you to share with us. I love it. And I used to hate it when I would listen to this show. I'm a listener turned jackass on the mic. Yeah. Right? I used to listen to this show and I would be screaming out in the car and participating in the conversation that I'm not actually in. So I would be clapping back and talking to this one or that one or responding. And I had I hadn't put together, connected the dots for how to really do it. Now that people are connecting those dots, and you're much smarter than me, that you're able to come and give us information and tell us about you and what's going, that is so endlessly fascinating. That's the that's exciting. I want to have more of that two-way conversation. So that's the part that I'm most grateful for, is to be able to have the reverse connection, you connecting with us. That's what I love. love so in, in that you connecting with us, we had Therese, remember, she wrote in from Sweden and said, yes. I want more food and I want... My husband's a chef, and if you haven't already sent out your swag, I would love a brilliant observations bag. <laughs> so I went to the post office to mail Ta-da! to mail her a brilliant observations bag, which, by the way, cost me a million dollars to mail She's out. She's so super worth I'm it. I'm so, so grateful that it. you are listening from Sweden. Um, any listeners in the contiguous United States <laughs> have a cheaper mailing address for me? But I did not say no. I did it. And I am grateful for you. Hey, how would you feel if that terrible driver son of mine wound up going to Elon College? Oh, my Sorry, gosh. Elon I, University. Sorry. I think I think that would be spectacular. And as a matter of fact, I'm uh, reconsidering my kibosh on having... Uh, Rocky even apply there. He didn't apply there. It, he was, it was one of his early college tours. He instantly fell in love with the place and never wanted to leave. We have several friends who are professors there. We have deep connections and, you know, lots of reasons to think it's great. But I just felt because it's nearby and it's a private university, I was looking for my kid to have a bigger, larger, you, you go to a large school now. Right. My child does not go to a large right. school. So I was like, you need to, you need to be pushed out of the boat into the ocean and figure out how to swim. But anyway, putting all that aside, I, I, and because they don't have his major, right. which is the only reason, um, I was like, well, now I'm getting into that backup season where six applications are out and they only went out the last two. The deadline was only in, in December. Right. So to not have heard from them yet is not a big deal. But we've heard from one and got a yes from one. The other four, six, excuse me, can't see that. I can't go to college because I can't add. Haven't heard from them. <laughs> so... Now I'm thinking there's this regular decision timeline. I might throw some more in the mix. So go to Elon. He went yes, to a, it, um, an informational it. session. At first, he's like, I want to go to a city school. Mm. I want all the majors. I wanted this big, 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 rah, rah. Then he goes and he hears like, yeah, you go to the professor's houses for dinner and they, they're yeah. vested in you. And it's, it's a very tight, really close, small educational experience and all of a sudden that started to sound good to him which really just says he's no fucking clue what he wants and everything is on the table i will do this i will do this it doesn't have to be elon i would love it if you would orchestrate taking the tour and come down here and do the tour and have him see for himself and decide for himself but i think so it doesn't have to be that because that's quite a commitment to hoss your asses around find some smaller fantastic private 
You got a list of those? You got a list? And tour. Yeah, of course. Hundreds. Okay. Hundreds, send hundreds. me a list so, of those. And then go do that locally. And if that feels like the category fit, then you're in a different conversation. Right. So it's really just about where are we actually looking? Like, is it can't, this going to be too hot? It's too cold? This is just right. So, yes, same Goldilocks. Sort of I'm sending Goldilocks right. to school. That's right. But yeah, that place is like a shining, you know, shining city on a hill made of gold. And unlike some of the other small boutique universities peppered throughout the United States, only because they're relatively in the backyard. I immediately disregarded and also yeah. didn't know they're they're actually kind of a big deal in a lot of ways. So they're they're ranked in lots of stuff. And I was like, oh, 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 you know, the more you learn. But I learned that about even my own stupid university. People would would post from this school or that school that I went to. And I would look and I would like, really? We do? Oh, I, well, I, yeah. Are you kidding? We're seriously. So. You know, you wait. You mean you didn't just knows? fight with them because you thought you knew better, and you didn't just start a fight? <laughs> I know everything. That's what I know. Yeah, because yes, you're not yes, yes. sixteen. Yeah, I don't know where that's going to lead us or what's going to happen. But, dear listener, if you have a New Year's resolution that you would like a hack for that I could get you out of, write in. I'd love to talk to you. If you still feel that all of your stuff could be carried around better in a brilliant observations bag tote of sort, the Second person who writes in to ask for it will have it. <laughs> Please have Look, a mailing me, address that doesn't put me in the poorhouse. I'm starting to I'm starting to feel I'm starting to feel like you're getting into wrap up mode. And before we wrap up, I want to ask you one quick question. Yeah. Have you seen these things where you're like in a giant circle of dirt dangling from the roots of a tree? Hey, that was dead? on my board. How do you want to be buried? I just didn't know that I was going to get to that. Uh, yes. Have you seen this? Have you seen the, the resurgence of this thing? Well, we oh, actually have a friend who... What? We actually have a friend who has decided that he would like to be buried in a pod that will grow into a tree. So oh, it is an it. underground pod of filth and, bo- and dead body that becomes, I guess really just like mulchy joy to grow a tree. Oh my God. That tree in the backyard, that is grandfather. Grandfather was buried naked in a pod. And now we have this giant oak. Can it be like a nut tree? Can you drop nuts on people? Because I would want to be like a nut tree. I wouldn't want to be something like, you know. You wouldn't want to bear fruit fruit? No. No, I'm too. That's, no, Do you know which friend right. of ours? Because then you're eating something. Ew. Mm-mm. Which friend? Who's a who's a cremation potter? I don't think it's <laughs> cremation. I think this is your whole body will decompose and earth to earth, dust to dust, um, and become. So this is just this is just mafia style. Yes, uh, meets hipster. We just dig a hole, toss your ass in, and then meanwhile, hey, wait, there was some tree seeds on top. No. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Who? 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 I say who? I say Tom. Oh, well, of course. He's going to to sprout. He's going to sprout a Walt Whitman leaves of grass tree with books that drop from the sky and plant themselves in individually, you know, sustainable life force political action groups all around. Yeah, I thought, I mean, they talked about it as a family. Like, so what if you move? They talked about it as a family. Yeah, I remember their daughter talking to me about it. Oh, God. And I thought, really? What if you move? Actually, they recently did move. Like, 
uh, oh, and if you move and you have animals buried in your yard, you don't take them with you, right? That's just a, hey, guess that's where so-and-so yeah, is buried, yeah, right? Yeah, but my husband, my husband had enough uh, foresight that we were not able to bury our beloved in the yard. So because he's like, what happens if we move? That's not going to work for me. So we buried, we planted a rose bush. And when we moved, it was hard to leave the rose bush, which was nothing more than symbolic. Right. So, so imagine granddad is in the backyard. Yeah, making nuts for some other family. Making leaves of grass and nuts. Yeah. Dear listener, how do you want to go? Oh, just so you know, my parents, have we discussed this, have the fifth level of a mausoleum in Florida. They have paid for, reserved. Are they in in a wall? They are in a wall. They're in a wall. Yeah. Or do they have their own freestanding little hut? So they're they're on the fifth floor. No. They got a a high rise. They are. They want it to be eye level. Because nobody's visiting you. my I think I mentioned this. My father has a lunch club. There are five guys. And they have lunch at the mausoleum because they've spent all this money. And there's a bench there. And they go and they have lunch. And one of the five guys has died and is in the wall. So it's the four of them now. And the fifth guy's in the wall. And they have lunch there. I find that beautiful and super fucking creepy questions. Did they start going to the mausoleum before any of them had had passed? No, I think so. Yes, because it's they... one thing. It's one thing when you know one of the cuatro cinco amigos is has, missing. Has, right, has expired. Guess what? We're still going to have lunch. We're just going to go and bring the cocktails. That's to a good you. question. I'm not sure. I think that's super charming. I think it is radically creepy for a bunch of dudes to go hang out at, you know. Deadville Central. What are you doing? What are you doing? It's it's very disturbing. And A, I'm grateful that they did this, that they paid for their end of life. Everything is all taken care of. There are no decisions I need to make other than how big the dumpster that I is that I back up to their house as I throw everything away. I wish I could do that. I wish you had a New Year's resolution hack for the death clean. There's another one of these. Every all these European countries, they have all these names for things. The, the they call it a death cleaning. It's like a Swedish thing where you proactively, preemptively get rid of all the shiz you don't want, so you're not leaving it to someone yeah. else. There's a, yeah, so, I saw that then, recently on Facebook here that people mm-hmm. were. This is Grandma's China. What what do you want? Come spend. I think it has to do with. A generation that spent 70 years in one house, 60 years in one house, just gathering things and gathering things. I think our society now is more mobile. We we do periodic shedding of, I don't know, all of this false. Also, they had fine china. We've got false crafts, bullshit, you know, chipped, whatever. Guess what? That's all going to goodwill and somebody will, everything disappears. So I don't know that we have the depth of shit that other generations have had. But I do like well, the idea of handing down while you're still here, all of your wear, most of your wares. Everything you say is right. And then you layer on to that the idea that prior generations, if you are lucky to have come from such a lineage, right. that was how the assets were transferred from from generation to generation. It was in the form of a thing, an object that was physically passed from person to person, household to household. It wasn't as much about the bank account. It was this item of value that lives on and lives on. And the longer it lives on, even in the form of the house that goes to someone else within the brood. Now you don't have to buy the house and that one came with value. So maybe you buy a second house and that one goes, and that's how these empires are built, right? 
I we did not come from such a lineage. We came from a boat, right, in, you know, 1901, so or thereabouts, right? So this is a little bit shorter time period. And we didn't have a household full of things. We had a household full of memories and experiences and happiness, right? Stories. Exact opposite is now my kids hopefully have the house, have the childhood full of memories and experiences and love. I'm pretty confident that that's correct. But they also have a life and a house full of things. Even today on the birthday, it, they're what the child has does not have does not have a desire had to rack his little brain to even come up with items to give his suggestions to people for this double pronged hit of Christmas gift bonanza followed almost immediately by birthday gift bonanza he's getting duplicates of things that he sort of was kind of like maybe that think would be nice anyway. and now i have 5 it was just dumb so we're trying to do the thing where not only it's about an experience, not a thing. And what would that experience be? Then beyond that, how can we get rid of some of these things? And it, it hurts my heart that things that were important to me or important to us are just given away. I don't necessarily love that. But things that no longer have utility or usefulness, I also can't seem to sell them because I'm a, I just can't do it. It's not that I am emotionally attached to it. It's that I have some sort of physiological block. I can't return things to a store. I can't sell things in a garage sale. I can't make my bed. Like these are the things where I'm just. Here's what you it's, need. It's an impossible task. Here's for what me you need. You need another human who is not attached. So I had a, a young woman who was living with us briefly who promised to, when we moved, all of these things that we don't use, she was going to sell on eBay. And I was going to give her a piece of whatever she sold it for. You know, yes, I was going yes. to. This will be your job. And here's your revenue. She just it. never did it. She was kind of lazy. So she oh. never, ever did it. But that's the human that you need. And that's kind of a great business. If, you know, what do you, what's your kid going to school for? Uh, selling memories? I, I don't know. There's just something. We talked last week about how my kid bought shoes to resell. They have businesses where they're selling. Yeah. Yeah. Go through the house and stop touching my first gen um, iPod. It is not for sale. But yeah, look at all of these other things. You he wore light up sneakers for his bar mitzvah. He wore them for three hours. That was yeah. it. You could sell those. There are size that every kid wants. There are there are all of these things that that you can go through our home and and sh- you can't be the one to do it because you are attached and you do have that Marie Kondo block on you somewhere that doesn't allow for you to set things is free. Is it though? Here's my deal. I've gotten very successful. Part of it is throughput. Part of it is time suck. I'll get into this 50-50 game where I'll get into the process of doing it and I'll think this is this is more wasteful than simply bundling everything up in my arms and dropping it out the second floor window. Like, you know, to spend all this time sorting and organizing and cleaning and ironing and packaging and putting a little label on it. You and don't get about some it. joy <laughs> from, from that process because you are so organized. There is no reward, intrinsic reward to you by sorting and ironing and packing and all, all the... I, I love it when it's done. When I'm in it, I can... I can and get a kind of a, there is no word. It's not exhilarating. There is, there's a kind of pleasant competence that's going on here in, herein lies the problem. I can't move to the next step. We have an entire room of the house. The exercise room has a double closet in it because we just didn't need another bedroom. We turned it in, we built the house and said, this will be our exercise room has a sport floor, the whole thing, right? So in that should be a regular closet. It's now become the storage closet for the packaged boxed, bagged 
everything folded, pressed, sorted, ready to go. Stuart would love that. He would just put it in his fucking car and go. Stuart would love yeah, that. Yeah, but it's like I, I won't give it away, which is dumb. I should. But I look, I look at the cumulative value. I mean, all the hiking boots. I've got five people in this house. I think I've mentioned the caliber of the items that my lovely and crazy husband will spend on any fucking thing. So the light up sneakers that we have are the highest grade, ridiculous professional hiker boots for the nine-year-old to wear on the weekend trip. Worn once. Several hundred dollars. I could still sell them. For a hundred dollars, one pair of shoes. Your middle I, child would I'm do this. I'm telling you, I have a hundred pairs. Your middle child of shoes. would do this. Your middle child would sit and go He's through. He's a lazy jerk. He would, I don't know. If he was making a profit from what he sold, I, I think I he wish. would do it. We'll see. I don't know. Put him on. We'll see. Go get him. We'll see. Go get him. All right, dear listener, we're so happy that you are here, that we are growing, that you are part of our family. We feel like we're going through experiences that sharing with you, you understand, or at least we could make you laugh. We value you, and the growth of this thing that we're creating kind of shows that maybe even a little you value us. And for that, we are wildly grateful. Please find us at the usual, all of our socials at Listen Brilliant or email us at listenbrilliant at gmail.com. Nope, I lied. Brilliantobservations at gmail.com. I should probably get the other address because I already put it out there. Um, who knows? Who cares? But the thing is, once you get on Facebook and start, you know, searching around, you're invariably going to find our group page. And the point of the group page is that's the two-way dialogue. That's the conversation page. The name of the group was made in haste by me. It's super dumb. So we're 100% going to change it. What we're going to change it to, I don't fucking know. It's your group. We're open. Why don't what you do you tell think? us? Yeah. Tell us what you'd like to be called. I don't know that you're brilliant observers because that makes you sound like you're a religious cult. And P.S. Not so. And we don't want to so. lead you religiously. We want to make you laugh at people <laughs> who are led religiously. We can't lead ourselves. So, you know, clear. That shit we mock. Anyway, that shit we mock. So sign up, join in, keep talking. And frankly, don't do anything at all because everything you've done up to this point is laudable and so exciting. And thank you. Legit. Thank you. Means a lot. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, kids. Ciao.